2020 has been an interesting year, to say the least. So many different challenges, so many different struggles and different experiences have happened this year in the year of 2020, and we still have about a month and a half left. However, as I was thinking about what I would share, I thought about the fact that I have some 200 episodes that I've uploaded for this podcast, many of which I've only shared one time. And I thought that this particular episode would be one of encouragement, one of motivation, one that would be of inspiration of how do you turn your setbacks into a setup for a comeback. This guest Name Uchindi Nwani is the person who is the epitome of turning setbacks into comebacks. And so I thought I would share this episode. It was one of my very early episodes because I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be inspired. So sit back, take a listen, and might want to take some notes because he's dropping some great nuggets in this episode. Today, I have the great honor to speak with an awesome entrepreneur and inspirer. He is the CEO and founder of the International Barber and Style College in Nashville, Tennessee, and the author of two published books, of which the latest is The Millionaire Barber Stylist. Our guest today has always had a calling to help others. His life's passion is helping people get from where they are to where they want to be. Our guest today is Uchindi Nuwani. Welcome, Chin, to the podcast. Thank you, Marquis. Chin, I have a quick question for you. Are you ready to shift some minds and shift some lives? I'm always ready. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Chin, I've gave a brief introduction of who you are. Why don't you give us a little more background about who you are and where you're from? Well, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm the owner of International Barber Style College. I've owned that school for 17 years. I've been a master barber for 25 years. I graduated from Tennessee State University with a Bachelor of Business Administration degree. But uh, most people know me from going to prison, uh, cutting hair for four cents an hour, then cutting hair at another prison for sodas and snacks, and then being released with no money, no job, uh, convicted felon, no driver's license. And then years later, they see me owning a few businesses and giving back to society. Um, so that's basically a little bit about myself. Wow, that's an awesome testimony that you just gave, you know. And, you know, for every show, I like to theme every show based on who I'm talking to, based on the information that I have learned about the interviewee. And today's theme, I want to theme because of what I know you have overcome and where you have come from. I want to theme today's show as impossible possibilities, impossible possibilities. 
Chan, one of the things about the podcast is that we are a show that really wants to help usher individuals into their purpose, to really connect with the reason why they exist, to really connect with their calling. Why is it important that individuals identify their purpose in life and know what they are truly passionate about as they pursue their dreams and goals in life? Because that's the only way they're going to be happy, doing something that they enjoy doing that they would do for free. Um, In finding your purpose, what's easy for you to do but difficult for others? Uh, What can you do better than 10,000 other people without even attempting, you know, the Bible, God talks about that in Matthew 25th chapter, 14 through the 32nd verse, where he gave each one of them talents. Um, and he told them to go out and get busy. And he gave one five, and he went out and doubled, and another one he gave, I think maybe two, he doubled his. But the one he gave one did what probably 90% of society do, they bury their talents. You know, the richest place in the world is the cemetery because so many people die with those diamonds, those jewels, those talents inside of them, and they never birthed them. So once you find your talent and purpose on earth, you will be fulfilled every day. I totally agree with you. You know, many of us go throughout life uh, having buried our purpose. We've allowed life to uh, give us circumstances that have caused us not to live out our calling. And so we have to take the responsibility to invest ourselves into the purpose that we have so that we might be able to reap the benefits in life from moving toward or or taking advantage of the opportunities that we have to move in our purpose. So, you know, I do uh, think that that is a great example, the parable of the talents of the Bible as we talk about gifts and purpose. You know, how has knowing your purpose enhanced your life and business? Well, once it, one thing is gave me a peace of mind. Uh, the second thing is gave me financial freedom, and it's given me the ability to give back and help people. Uh, to retire my mom, who worked from sunup to sundown. When she went to work, it was so early, it was dark outside. When she came home, it was so late, it was dark outside. So just helping someone and giving back to society and being able to help my mom that has given me great fulfillment. And I knew what my talent was because I could only do one thing in life. You know, there are a lot of people like yourself that are multi-talented. You are very intelligent. You can do a lot of different things. But I, you know, I only know how to do one thing. So it was not hard for me to discover my talent. Right. You know, and I can appreciate that comment about helping to retire your mother. You know, that's one of my dreams right now. My mother is 64 years old and she's still working a full time job. And every year she says, I'm going to retire this year. I'm going to retire this year. And and I know that she hadn't retired because of the fear of how would she make it if she didn't have a job, you know. And so one of my great aspirations and one of my dreams is to make sure that my mother has a sense of comfort in knowing that she has children who are able to take care of her in her time of retirement and not have to worry about how she will make it. And so I think that's a great, great thing you have done. And I know that there are many listeners who, if they have the opportunity to do the same thing, they would do the exact same thing that you're talking about and helping to retire their parents and ensuring that their latter years in life are, are great and fulfilled. And so that's that's a great testimony. You know, Chen, you know, 
going after your dreams and, and living your purpose and stepping in your calling and, and realizing and manifesting the things that you desire in your life sometimes brings forth challenges and obstacles. What's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in following your passion or your dreams? Staying focused in life because when you set your dreams, your family members and friends, uh, some of them are known as dream killers. But, you know, Bishop Jay said you got to dream like a fool. If you tell your family members and friends your dream, if they don't laugh in your face, you're not dreaming big enough. And you got to dream like a fool because most people fell in life not because they aim too high and miss the mark. Most people fell in life because they aim too low and they hit the mark and they stay on this job for 30 and 40 years. So you got to dream big. And it was obstacles as far as cutting my friends off because when I was released from prison, I ended up cutting every last one of my friends off. You need to be the brokest person and dumbest person in your circle of friends. So I gravitated to some new friends in life that could stretch me and catapult me to the next dimension. And with all of the distractions in life, you know, I didn't watch TV for over two years when I was released from prison. Now you have so many distractions with social media and um, the television and and radio. Um, So it's kind of hard for people to stay focused. It reminds me of the coyote and the road runner. There's only one rule to that cartoon. The coyote is trying to get the roadrunner off course because if he gets the roadrunner off course, the roadrunner is going to fall off in the canyon and then the cartoon will be over. And it's just like life. There's always something or somebody attempting to get you off course. But if you can just stay on course, then you will win the race. You know, success is like a marathon. Uh, It's not a sprint. You may have to take a few Gatorade breaks, but if you just stay the course, and in order to achieve, you got to go from Clark Kent to Superman, or Peter Parker to Spider-Man, or one or Linda Carter to Wonder Woman, to do something you've never done, you're going to have to become somebody you've never been. That's great advice, Chan. Staying the course, keeping your focus. Uh, there's a, another podcast of name by the, by the name of John Lee Dumas, and his acronym for FOCUS is follow one course until success. Follow one course until success. Find that one thing that you know you do well, and you follow that course until you have made it successful before you move on to the next thing. And you're right. We have many different distractions, many things that are after our attention in today's society, which gets us off track and gets us off focus. And so we need to learn how to discipline ourselves to turn off the TV, to turn off the Internet, to, you know, spend time in meditation and prayer or just visualization so that we can stay on course and stay in the race. So I think this is a great time for us to take a commercial break. I want to thank the listening audience for listening in on today. And we're going to move to a commercial break and we'll be right back. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back, ready to take your time back, and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer, or consultant in your own business? 
Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online-based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always gotten. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. Welcome back to the podcast. Now back to the interview. We are interviewing Uchindi Nwani, who is a owner of a barber school in Nashville, Tennessee, and the author of two great books. And we were recently talking about staying on focus. And we want to get back into our conversation of impossible possibilities. And my first question, Chin, uh, after the break, today is, where do I start if I know I'm not living my purpose and doing work I am passionate about? Where should I start? Well, you start with yourself making small changes and you want to identify someone that you aspire to be like and you want to research them through the internet, through books and copy off of them because their principles in life it's like if you go to the gym and you see this person that's in great shape, connect with them, ask them, what do they eat? How do they work out? And if you use the principles as far as drinking water, working out every day, in time, you're going to get in better shape. And that's the same way in life. If you aspire to be a certain businessman or businesswoman, find someone that already has the blueprint, the system, the template, and copy off of them, become friends with them, work with them, you know, work for free. Some people say working for free. Well, I would not work for free. Well, I say you're working for knowledge. You're working for experience because nothing can beat experience or knowledge. So I would start off by doing that. Good, good. You know, this is a great segue into an article that I saw today with you featured in Black Enterprise. And it was an article by Marquita Miller, and she basically did an article and gave us some steps that one would take in order to build an empire or basically uh, wrote an article concerning how you were able to build your empire with six success secrets of a barber. And I want to run through those real quick and you can give us some insight on each uh, secret that she revealed as she wrote this article concerning how you built your empire. The first secret that she used, she said, locate the right shop. Successful companies and business owners always have a blueprint. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Talk a little bit about that. Well, 
all you have to do is copy off successful people. If you copy off of them, they've already left a trail. Success leaves clues. It's like a Betty Crocker cake. You may not even know how to bake a cake, but if you follow that recipe, preheat the oven to 350, put two eggs in, a half a cup of sugar, that cake will come out pretty well just by following that system. All great companies, McDonald's, Starbucks, they all have a system. They all operate in a systematic way. So when you operate in systems, it does not take talent and being a, a genius to operate in systems. You just follow a pattern and it comes out. Good. Success leaves clues. That's success secret number one from Chen Nuwani. Number two, she said, tune out the noise. Meditation and visualization are essential steps in feeding your mind. Give yourself 15 minutes each morning at the end of each day. Take that time to turn down the noise and mentally view yourself accomplishing your goals. How has that helped to change your life and to shift your success? Meditation and visualization is very important. When I was released from prison, when I didn't have anything I visualize where I wanted to be. You got to dress to where you want to be. You, you talk as if you're already there. You, you set goals and dreams as if you're already there. I'm enjoying running a multi-million dollar business. I'm enjoying living in a mansion. I don't care if you're living in a halfway house. You speak whatever you want into existence. It's just like when God spoke, whatever God said, it became. So we have to speak greatness and we have to Act in greatness, walk in greatness, dress in greatness, and pretty soon it will come to fruition. Every morning when you wake up, you want to look at your goals. You want to close your eyes and visualize yourself already in the place so the universe will start working in your favor. Before you go to bed, you want to visualize what you want in life and because you have several different minds the conscious mind, that's what you see with your eyes. You see, feel, and touch. And you have a subconscious mind. And whatever you tell that subconscious mind, it believes. If you tell yourself, I'm fat, pretty soon that, that subconscious mind believes that and it will probably create you to become fat. But whatever you tell that subconscious mind, it believes. So always speak positive and, and greatness because the subconscious mind will believe it and pretty soon it would help it come to fruition. That's good. Speak what you want to see in your life. Speak what you want to see in your life. That was principle number two. Number three, she's, she wrote that you should try out new styles. Never be afraid to step out and try something new and different to get the results you want. There are two ways to make money. She said, you said, one is by solving problems and the other is by helping other people make money. Talk a little bit about that for us. Well, most people in life want to be financially free. And Zig Ziglar said it best. If you solve people's problems, you're going to make money. It's just like the guy that invented the glasses. The glasses kept falling down on people's nose. And one guy, he thought of the two little prongs that go on each side of the glasses by your nose to help it stay on your nose. He became a multimillionaire. It's like the guy that was running through the forest. 
and those stick tights. Some people call them coca buds. They stuck to his clothes and he kept coming home and his mom had to pull them off. Well, she made Velcro out of it. When some people see problems, you got to see solutions. And if you help other people make money, you will always make money. A lot of times people want to keep things to themselves. What if Bill Gates kept Microsoft to himself and he did not share it with the world? What if Mark Zuckerberg kept Facebook just among his friends and did not share it with the world? So we have to help other people make money and solve people's problems. And in this life, there's always someone complaining. There's always someone with a problem. So you need to listen with your ears and solve those problems. Capitalize off of those. It doesn't matter the cards you were dealt. It's how you play those cards. You know, if people throw you lemons, make lemonade. So solve people's problems, help other people make money. I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, Zig Ziglar, that quote, he says that if you can help enough people get what they want out of life, you can have whatever you want from life. And so I think that is a great, great quote and great advice. Number four, she said that you said, keep your edgers sharp. This is a place where I think many of us sometimes fall. And it says that daily personal development is vital. You must be prepared to handle the daily trials and tribulations of life. Les Brown, Bishop Jakes, and Michael Hyatt are just a few of the people that Chin Nwani listens to daily. Why is it important to keep your edges sharp? Because you feed your body every day. You drink water or liquids every day. Your body is a spirit. Why not feed your spirit every day? Ever since I was released from prison, I've been feeding my spirit every day. By listening to Bishop Jakes, Les Brown, Michael Hyde, a lot of Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, you must feed your spirit every day because the trials and tribulations in life, they will knock you down. But it's not how you fall down, it's, it's how you get back up. You know, when you get knocked down, land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. You know, Rocky Sylvester Stallone, he said, it's not about how hard you can get hit but it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. So when you feed your spirit, it builds your body up like a football player lifting weights and eating properly. So when he takes a, a hard hit or he can take a lick and, and keep on ticking. So when you feed your spirit every day, when devils and trials and tribulations and the perils of life come against you, you already be built up and you'll be able to take a lick and keep on ticking. That's good. That's good. That's good. We have to be able to keep moving. And the only way we keep moving is by feeding ourselves the right things, feeding ourselves not only naturally, but also spiritually the right things in order for us to be able to keep moving. Principle number five, she stated that you stated that don't just sit in the chair. In order to work on your dreams beyond eight hours, you need sustained energy. There is no time limit on the investment of a dream. Some dreams require 10, 12, 16-hour days. Therefore, the foods you eat matter. Working out is important so you can have a body that's healthy, nutritionally fit, and equipped to carry out your dreams. So don't just sit in the chair. 
Yes, you work eight hours a day to be broke and live from paycheck to paycheck. Anything over eight hours, you working towards success and working on your dreams. You know, 10% of the people live the lifestyle they want. The other 90% of the people, they work a job, J-O-B, just out of broke or just over broke. And after they get off work, what does the average person do? They go home, they sit on the couch, and they watch TV. They drink a beer. They may smoke something and just sit back and relax, talk on the telephone and gossip when they should be working on their dreams. You know, the, the average entrepreneur, he dibbles and dabbles in over 17 different enterprises, doesn't hit it big to the 18th try, goes bankrupt 3.2 times. You know, that's the data of the average millionaire. So you must work. If you live like your friends won't live for a couple of years, you live like they can't live the rest of your life. So when you get off work, you need to be working on your dream. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. If you ever expect to earn more than you work for, you must first work for more than you earn. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. That's a great statement. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And most often than not, we're working hard on our job and neglecting ourselves. I was there for 10 years, especially the last four years of my professional career. I was working tirelessly hard on that job and to some degree negating my own health and negating the things that I needed. And so once I got uh, informed and once I began to learn about what it takes for me to step out on faith and be an entrepreneur, I realized that I needed to work harder on myself than I did on my job. And the last principle she shared in this article in Brack Enterprise was go for the big chop. Go for the big chop. Do you know that it takes the same amount of energy to think small as it is as it takes to think big? Be willing to live like others want temporarily so you can live like others want permanently. The greatest investment is in you. Reinvest in yourself and your business to experience exponential growth. Go for the big chop. Share a little bit about that. It reminds me of a story when I was at the federal boot camp. There was a guy worth $30 million, and I'll never forget him. He was a little short guy, about 5'4", um, and he weighed about 130 pounds. It was a little Chinese man named Bill Young. And I asked Bill, how did he get all that money? And we were working in those fields because we worked 17 hours a day, hard labor. And that Chinese man looked at me. And he said, we live like black people won't live for a couple of years. After that, we live like black people can't. And I looked at him and I was angry. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, me, I came over here over 17 years ago. 15 of us lived in a one bedroom apartment. I worked two and three jobs. And my part of the bills was about $10 per month. And he said, you, you people, he was talking about my people, he said, you lazy. He said, we Chinese people, we work hard. When we come home, we are too tired, so we sleep. He said, but you people, you don't work. You fuss and cuss all day because you have all the energy because you hadn't worked. And so I kept listening to him. I said, well, what did you do next? He said he took the money that he had saved because no one was going to give him anything. You know, we as people here, 
we're always looking for a handout or someone to give us something or think that someone owes us something. The world does not owe you anything. And he took the money that he had saved for those three years and he invested in himself. And I said, well, what did you invest in? He said, the greatest investment is in yourself. And he knew how to do one thing. And I said, what's that? Cook Chinese food. He opened a hole in the wall restaurant and he moved in the back of that restaurant and started taking sponge baths. Everyone laughed at him and told him that he would never make it. But you must believe in yourself. And that restaurant took off. And the money that he made from that restaurant, he reinvested back in himself in another restaurant. He looked at me. He said, you. He said, I didn't go buy a Cadillac and gold chains and all of the material stuff. He said, I invested back in myself and got another restaurant. And that started doing good. And he kept on expanding. And I never forgot that story that he told me. And I used those same principles uh, when I was released. You know, I shopped at, at Goodwill for a few years. I took sack lunches to work and I didn't uh, sh I didn't go out to eat. I didn't go shopping at these crazy places because my credit was bad. Uh, I had no driver's license. I was catching the martyr bus. So I knew I had to invest in myself because no one else was going to invest in me. So I just remember that story of Bill Young, and he said, you got to think big. You don't take the big chop. It's like a big oak tree. If you wake up every morning and take your ax and hit that oak tree in the same spot and put the ax down, sooner or later, that big oak tree is going to come falling down. Go for the big chop. Awesome, awesome, awesome advice. If you care to read the article that is in the Black Enterprise magazine, you can go to their website at blackenterprise.com and go under the small business section and you will find under the title, The Million Dollar Cut, Six Success Secrets of a Barber. Well, we're coming to an end of our show. I got a couple of more questions that I want to ask to help the listening audience know uh, about some of the resources that you use in order to continue your focus, in order to continue your movement. And so what's one online resource, tool, or website that has enhanced your productivity or your business or your life? Well, I use Hootsuite for social media because it organizes all of my social media together so I can hit a button and it goes out to all of my audiences as far as Instagram, there are a lot of people on Instagram now, and I've been selling a lot of products, information products, business products on Instagram, and I use a program called Soulsy. So I post a product, and uh, the audience, all they have to do is comment sold in email, and an invoice is generated and sent right to their email. And then once they pay, it notifies me and then the product is shipped out or if it's an information product, it's emailed um, right to them. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Great products. Great products. I'm an avid reader. I read every day some type of book that's uh, outside of the Bible. I read the Bible every morning. Uh, what book or books have had the biggest impact on you and what are you currently reading now? Well, 
I've read a lot of Bishop Jake's books. They've impacted me. Um, all of his books are great. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. That was a great book. Um, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. That was a really good book. Um, How to Pitch Anything by Oren Claff. That's a really great book for people that um, are using PowerPoints um, from zero to one. Uh, Peter Thiel, the guy that had PayPal, that's a great book for anybody that's in marketing. If you want to market yourself, The Purple Cow, that is a great book also um, by, I think that's Seth Golden. He has a, a lot of great books also. Uh, let's see, David and Goliath, that's a, a great book. Um, the Tipping Point, all those any book by Malcolm Gladwell, he's a great author. Of course, uh, Thomas Stanley, uh, The Millionaire Mind, The Millionaire Next Door, uh, Robert Kisiaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Ogman Dingo, The Greatest Salesman, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Uh, his son wrote a great book, too, called The Speed of Trust. Because when people trust you, they will help you. If people trust you, they will fund you. Um, many times people don't do business with you because they don't trust you. So that's a great book also. Well, you gave us a whole bunch of books. <laughs> I just asked for one and you just spit them all out. But thank you for that. I will be sure to list those with the podcast. As we close the show today, you know, what is one thing going on in your business or in your life right now that you're really excited about? Well, just helping the students uh, turn their lives around because it gives you great enjoyment when you help someone, when you pour in to someone else, because it's not so much on what you have achieved. It's all about helping others. So seeing them come in one way and leave another way and giving free haircuts to these underprivileged kids and haircuts for the single parent mothers that bring the kids in. And then we also cut a lot of seniors hair for free. So just giving back to society and um, at Project Return, where I sit on the board helping men and women who are released, um, helping to reduce the recidivism of them going back to prison. So all of that is giving me great uh, joy just by giving back and helping. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, how can the listening audience get in touch with you via website or Facebook or Twitter? What are your handles? Well, Millionaire Barber on Instagram, they can follow me at Millionaire Barber on Twitter, uh, Millionaire Barber on Facebook. They can look up Millionaire Barber or my first and last name. They can go to my website, millionairebarber.com. Okay, great. Well, as we close the show, do you have any uh, piece of, of advice that you would like to leave with the listening audience as we make our shift in our lives to our better, our better and best self. Yes, you're all eagles. When storms come, eagles don't flock. They fly head first toward the storm 
They spread their wings and fly above and beyond. Eagles have vision. They can see above and beyond where they are. They have over 7,000 feathers. When it's cold outside, it positions its feathers where its body stays warm inside. The moral of the story, don't let your environment get inside you. You're not ducks. Ducks have wings, but they'll never fly. So you're eagles. Awesome, awesome advice. I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast, Shin. This has been a great opportunity to interview someone who is playing life big, who is doing big things in life and and using your influence and inspiration to inspire others. So I appreciate you being a part of the show. Well, I thank you, Barkeef. You're doing a great thing. I've always respected you and stalked you from afar. You're an impeccable man, and I love the things that you're doing. Keep up the great work. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview that I did with Chen. He is a great guy, a consummate entrepreneur, someone who is always thinking big and doing great things. So I appreciate him taking the time out for the interview. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, then I ask you to go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast or Spotify or Stitcher, whichever your favorite platform. Subscribe to the podcast and let me know what you thought about this interview by leaving a rating and review. So the rest of the year, what we're going to be doing is sharing some of the best episodes most downloaded episodes that I've only shared once on the podcast. For those of you who are brand new to the podcast, you'll be able to catch some of these episodes because in the new year, we're going to be having a brand new season, brand new format, different opportunities and different things happening with the podcast. So I hope that you continue to support and continue to listen in because we are moving to our next level with the podcast. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.